Dispatches from the Planet Funk. It's Aced Out Podcast. Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out by profiting from soul without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul. Nope, that is incorrect. This is not Ace Allen, a.k.a. Barack Wayne. This is Stiney. <laughs> all up in your face in the place. Remember, we're brought to you by the letter P. We're sponsored by Pete. People for the ethical treatment of ear holes. And we're all fucking out fam affiliate because funk is spelled fun with a K. And that's why we pronounce it fun K. Right, Jay? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> now let's get aced out with Ace. 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 Wow. I felt like like I, I passed away, like Stymie took over the show. That's <laughs> like an out-of-body experience, man. All right. It's great to see you, man. All right. Good to Let see me you shake too, your brother. Hand. Good to see you too. Who I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure, Jay, you you known Stymie longer than me, I think. When did you first meet Stymie? Oh man, I don't know. I met Stymie through Eric Shorter. Eric Shorter? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Zach's Eric Shorter. And do you remember that? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, I don't. But he, if, he, <laughs> if he says so, it, it must be true. I was just trying to recall that. But yeah, it seems like Chop Shot will yeah. be the person that would introduce. We played at the Independent. Yes. Okay. He, he just got to San Francisco. We met at uh, this jam session over on Van Ness. And wow. Just hooked it up. And, you know, you know this guy. You know, that, that was over was 20 like, years ago. That must yeah, have been, I was going to say, that must be in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Great. Well, it's great to have you here. This is a first for us um, to have a guest that we not only admire, but also know and have worked with. Yeah. Thank you, brother. And it's just great to have you here. Excuse me. I'm just going to clear my throat and uh, get get some house cleaning taken, uh, taken care of. Let's see. First of all, J-Dub. J-W. He's still in the mix, J-Stone. Yeah. He's going to um, hook us up with some more guests in the future. And I'm chomping at the bit to reveal who that is, but I just, I get really psyched out. I wow. get really scared to say it. He's got the hookup. I think it's not going to happen, so I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> but uh, J-Dub's still going to hook us up with future guests. Um, also, uh, episode 7 with Robin Russell from New Birth. Yeah. Uh, Robin uh, gave me a call today and he was just really, really happy about the episode. Yeah. He was over the moon about it and he just wanted to say that he really appreciated it. Yeah. And he enjoyed it. Nice. It was funny um, when uh, I was showing him, you know, he was checking out the website and giving his final approval on his picture. Right. So I, I gave him a call and I said, you know, check it out. It's, everything's up on the web and check out your picture. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll call you back. Yeah. And then about, you know, 10 minutes later, he called me back. He's like, okay. <laughs> it looks good. Right. Nice. I was like, okay, great, great. And he's like, I have one question. I was like, sure. Who are those other two guys? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, you know. Well, that's me on the right, you know, and there's Jay on the left. Right. 
And he kind of, he didn't really say like, oh, cool. He just kind of went, oh, you know, like. <laughs> Maybe he was disappointed. That's <laughs> but he's a, he's a star, you know what I mean? He wanted to make sure he was in there. And then, uh, but he, he was really happy about it. So he just wanted to thank all of us. That's awesome. And that was really fun. That was a cool interview. Yeah, that was awesome. a really cool interview. And I hope we could uh, talk to him again soon. And I didn't really take offense to it. I mean, when, one time when I called Joe Pep Harris, like about the picture or something, yeah. he called me Brian. He's like, hey, Brian. <laughs> it, that is, it's close enough, Alan, Brian. I know Brian. where he got that. Right. You know? yeah. Just roll with it. Yeah, just roll with it. Right. And that reminds me, actually, you know how we were all bragging and patting ourselves on the back last episode because Ricky Vincent, uh, he picked Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth by the Funkonauts right. as one of his favorite albums of 2019, which yeah, we were nice. so happy about. And uh, I forgot when I was talking about that, that actually Undisputed Truth also made that list. Yeah, um, the did. album, yeah, uh, Truth's Gonna Set You Free. Yeah, nice. I see and, that, and he was talking about the guitar playing, yeah. you know what I mean, Dennis Coffey. Yeah. So I totally spaced that out. So total props to Joe Pep Harris, DJ no Evans, and everybody else with Undisputed Truth. For real, high five. Yeah, high five on that, and sorry for spacing that out. Um, also, let's see. I also forgot last time to shout out the other countries. I was talking so much about Japan and showing off that I know how to speak Japanese. Right. I that was forgot. actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. But I forgot to mention some other countries listening to us. So remember, we're listening to all over the United States. Right. But we're also listening to all over the world. Uh, people in Vietnam listen to Aced Out Podcast. Wow, that's tight. People in Samoa. Samoa. Wow. People in France, they're always in there. Palibu. Nepal. 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 Man, I want to go to Nepal. Sri Lanka. Yes. Mm. And remember, the Philippines, we always got like a little pocket of people in the Philippines yeah. kind of clicking on the website and listening to awesome. us. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And the same thing about Thailand. What did you say, Jay? Sorry, yeah, I they got brothers everywhere. I know. <laughs> and, nice. in, and in Thailand... Uh, Indonesia. Wow, man. And Brazil. And we are willing to come out as this whole unit. That's Everybody right. that's on a style, we are trying to come out for a world tour. We are. Give us a call and you could contact you could contact us through aceoutpodcast.com. We're here in Oakland, California in the blue room with ways behind the board. Shout out to Monster again. Yeah. All right. All right, never mind all that. Forever mind this. Let me take you back to 2003. The world was younger, more innocent then. <laughs> Dave Chappelle was at the height of his uh, comedy show. <laughs> we had just gone to war with Iraq. Uh, what else? Uh, Bernie Mac was still alive. Yeah. And so was James Gandolfini. A younger Ace Allen was moving into an in-law apartment on 945 Silver Avenue in San Francisco in the Excelsior District. Wow. And if you guys don't know what I mean by an in-law, what's what's an in-law, guys? In San Francisco, they got these basement units that are kind of illegal. They're not really supposed to be there. Right. And because San Francisco might be the most expensive place to live on Earth, it's very common for broke musicians like myself to rent an in-law if right. we're too 
much of a curmudgeon to like have a roommate or something. You know, I don't like to share my shower or my refrigerator. Top. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved into an in-law unit and the landlord, which was the person who rented the whole house, was a woman by the name of Rain Lardy. Rain Lardy was a nice woman. She had two kids up there. They were very young at the time. They, I signed the lease. I got ready to move in, and she caught me moving in with all my instruments. You know, she saw me unloading like four <laughs> bass guitars right. and two guitars and a keyboard. And uh, she said, "Oh, you know." I was like, "Oh, no, no, no! Don't worry. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm professional. I'll, I'm I'll go to a studio. Musician. I'm not gonna have like a bunch of people like jamming, and, right. you know, down here in the basement." Right. And she's like, "Oh, no, no, no! That's fine. That's fine." And she's like, "Well, what kind of music do you play?" And by that time, I pledged allegiance to the funk. So I said, you know, I'm a funketeer. You know, that's what I do. I play funk. And she said, oh, my boyfriend plays in a funk band. Joe. Yeah, right. That's right. Joe. Mojo Pal. I heard it. And uh, when she, I said, oh, okay, what's the, what's the band called? And I was expecting her to tell me some whack-ass, acid jazz, fake funk name. Because that's pretty much what people say. Oh, I'm in a funk band. It's something stupid. And, yeah. Okay, I'm an elitist about it, and I, I'm a snob, but that's just what I think. She said, Stymie in the Pimp Joe's Love Orchestra. Uh-huh. And you know that part in the movie where it's like the angels sing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did you say? <laughs> and she's like a really nice kind of hippie lady. No, it says, Stymie in the Pimp Joe's Love Orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make sure I heard that right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And I was like, I gotta see that. Yeah. I gotta see that. When is their next show? Oh, I think it was like tomorrow night or something. Where? And usually I never socialize with people in my building or anything, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go to this show. Yeah. The show was at Tongue and Groove over there on, on Union and Van Ness. Union yeah. and Van Ness. Yeah. And I Remember went to that. that show and dude, I was so impressed. The songs, the energy, the stage presence, the big band. I, I immediately became a joneser, a yeah. joneser, you know, what I mean? like a deadhead. <laughs> a I, just got, I got the jones right there. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So, you know, they announced their next gig. And so I went to that gig. It was at the Red Devil Lounge. It was on a weekday, actually. Wow, okay. And, uh, there was a trio that opened by the name of the Funkinons. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Wow, man. That is back in the day. This and I was a dude just standing in the audience, didn't know nobody. You guys know me, you know. You might think I'm talkative if you listen to this show. Most of the time, I don't say a word. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm very introverted. I'm not like a club joiner either. Right. But when I see the real deal, when I see the funk, I'm going to approach that. I'm going to ingratiate myself. Right. I'm going to say, hello, my name is Ace. And yeah. I'm going to introduce myself to people. Word. And I'm going to hang around. Awesome. And I'm going to, you know, kind of wait for an opportunity. Yeah, be a part. Right, right. that's right. So uh, that is eventually what I did. And I went from going to every Stymie show, like every single gig they had within driving distance I went to, by okay. myself, with people, whatever. Right. And I just kind of... Got to know, oh, because Joe was my ex, my uh, upstairs neighbor, basically, because he was always sleeping over. Yeah. I wound up, a uh, little band I was playing in, uh, we wound up sharing the same studio as Stymie. And then what happened one night is actually, Stymie and the Pimp Jones Love Orchestra were practicing in this studio, and somebody played a prank on them, and they locked them all inside the studio. There's oh, like oh, a, shit. what is it, like a bolt lock? Yeah. yeah. Like a chain lock? And you, 
you don't have to put a lock on it, but you know you can put the yeah. bolt in, and if you're inside, you can't, you get, can't out. get out. Yeah. Right. Somebody did that shit, so Joe Powell called me. He had my number because I had a key to it. So I came out from where, you know, I was at home probably right. just watching TV, watching Dave Chappelle. Right. And then so I, I came in, I opened up, let him in, and then I was I was thrilled. Now I'm at a stymie practice. Right. <laughs> now, now, now I'm watching. Yeah. Now I'm watching this guy. I'm watching Stymie yell at the horn player, look at your charts! Look yeah. at your charts! What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we got locked in, now pay attention! Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I did it, motherfucker. I did it. Yes, I like oh, this guy. Shit. I like this guy. You know what I mean? Um, make a long story short, a lot of stuff happened. I made enemies with the keyboard player in Stymie. He was my enemy. I was also playing in another band. That band broke up, and the keyboard player was fired, and I made my move. And he hired me for a gig, and uh, Stymie, uh, I don't think he really liked me for about nine months. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> not true. <laughs> totally true. Not true. <laughs> totally true. He was awesome. And that was fine. That was fine. But eventually... I really got it part of the team and I became a part of the Stymie and the Pimp Joe's Love Orchestra and it was an honor. Yeah. 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 And I loved it. But I just I really love the music and I've been just daydreaming about doing this episode ever since we started the podcast. Right. But I didn't want to do it because I was living in Atlanta. Uh -huh. So finally we gave the chance to do it. So it's so great to see you here, brother. It's so good to be here, and, brother. Uh, before um, we start, um, Stymie. I just want to answer the question because I just want to take the abstract and make it more concrete. People might wonder, they might ask me, Ace, uh, what turned you out? Like, what really made you kind of bug out and go, this is my band? What made me a Joneser? Yeah. And it was just this one song that I just couldn't believe. It's like the hypno outer space funk where you're not even sure what happened by the time the song's over. Right. It's pretty epic, and I know me and Rain Lardy, this was her, her song too. I didn't oh. know what it was called. I thought it was called Pork Chops and Applesauce. Dim Sum Goodies. But it was all, it was called Dim Sum Goodies. And let's just listen to that for a little bit, and then we're going to talk to our buddy Stymie on the other side. What do you think, Jay Stone? I'm with it. All right. Check it. Awesome. Lingers in my Pork chops and apple 
That's why I thought it was pork chops and apples. Try to remember that new San Francisco sound. Hell yeah, Your came out yeah it was originally um from the ep dim something good yeah but we decided to put uh it on the um you put it on the the secret hits the of secret the, hits of the black and blue parade yeah right. yeah. yeah right and that's tight dude. and that yeah. anyway that hearing that song live that that's what turned me out and i've had the honor and pleasure of playing that yes, song live have. myself when i was a member and uh, that's a bass guitar's dream that song yeah. <laughs> it's really fun to play on the bass guitar right. yeah and uh, yeah, I just love that so right much. Right man, thanks. And uh, yo, man, you grew up in Hollywood, right? I'm from Hollywood. I yeah. was born in Hollywood. Yeah. Nice. And <laughs> you, uh, when did you move uh, to San Francisco? Oh, okay. Like 96 or something? Yeah, I moved to San Francisco on 96. I was, uh, I used to sing over on Venice Boulevard before I was of age. And some band by the name of Kingstone saw me. And they were from New York. And uh, wait, what are you talking about? You talking about L.A. or San Francisco? Oh, I'm talking about L.A. When okay, I was, in, I used to sing on Venice Beach, and then it, mm-hmm. it was a story before I got to San Francisco. Some uh, cat yeah, saw me from New York, and uh, they swept me up and said, "Hey, listen, we got an open-ended ticket. You like to come to New York and sing with us?" Because they saw me singing on the Boulevard, and I said, "Sure." So, who are these cats? It's a group by the name of Kingstone. They were sort of like Nick Cave meets. Uh, Nick Cave meets Tom Waits. It was led by a brother, big old brother by the name of Julian Smith. Yeah. And um and he had a bass player who was sort of like a trust fund baby. And he was uh, able to afford to fly David. me out yeah. and stay in his place. So I stayed rent free. I never knew that. 
Yeah, I, I never knew that. Yeah, I stayed rent free in New York for three years. Damn. Um, um at, in his studio, in Andreas um, Adonis' studio in Manhattan, Lower East Side. Ooh, damn. You see what yeah. we're doing this show? I didn't even know. Kicking this. Yeah. it. Yeah, on Lo- Lower Avenue, um, Avenue A, right by Tompkins Square Park. And what oh, were you dude, doing those three years? Ass. I basically got paid. I was twenty one. I uh-huh. just turned twenty one. Yeah. And and when I was in New York, and basically I got paid a hundred dollars a week. I, I live rent free. I paid. A, I'll take paid, that deal. It was great. And this is when they had bodegas and shit, so you can go up and then get, buy right. like b- bags of weed. Right. Yeah. yeah like oh, the, hell yeah. This is back I, in the I've day been in New York too. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Shit. So the record go, store. Exactly. You go into a little um, store, a little bodega, and it's like a, a, a fake front, and they have like all these, um, <laughs> yeah. like like basically soups and yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, and you go in the back and say, "Give me weed in the back." And a pound of weed in the back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Exactly. Some little roster guy sticks his head out the door. So what you want? What you need, man? Anyway, so anyway, I slid three years there, and then I flew to a, a, a San Francisco because I was inspired by Sly and the Family Stone. I wanted to be yeah. around that kind of funky energy. Mm-hmm. So I. So flew, wait, wait, wait. So you decided to leave? I, I left, yeah, because me and me and the lead singer in that band weren't getting along. So mm-hmm. after three years, I packed it uh, packed it up from New York, which was really hard to do. Did they pay you to to to? Did they pay your trip to back out here? I had an open ended ticket. Oh, so fuck I had a ticket yeah. that like I was able you to leave any fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. open. I could leave any time, and so I stayed there for three years, even though me and the lead guy got into constant fights. Yeah, but uh, it was where I learned how to uh, basically is learn how to uh, learn how to be a front man. It was in uh, yeah. New York. I was wondering. Some, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. It was in uh, the New York crowd. That's, so that's club gigs in New York or uh, club gigs in yeah. New York. Yeah. So my first place was at some. I wouldn't be able to tell you because this was like when I was a kid. Right. But um. You ever said like the bitter end? I wouldn't be able to. I, yeah. I probably it's possible. Yeah. It was like I, I you didn't know. even know you were. I was like yeah. that when I was young too. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, like yeah, totally. The spin right. doctors just came out when I was in New York. Well, like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's that how long ago. Little Miss can't Puts be wrong. Things time. in perspective, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, like, um, dude, I was out there. Okay, go ahead. When. In 1996. Right. Okay, there you go. In in Manhattan. Oh, that there was you funny go. Shit. Were you? Yeah, because, uh, long story, but I just ended up out there. Trip, you know, trip. Just with mm-hmm. my boy. That's a trip, man. And yeah. he's from New- East Orange, New Jersey. Trip out. So, yeah. Small world. That's funny. <laughs> trip out. I was going to ask you, Stymie, because mm-hmm. you always um, wore your eclectic influence on your sleeve, and that's another thing that's cool. When I, when I was first going to these shows, like I was talking about earlier, Jay Stone, Mm-hmm. Uh, Stymie would always be talking about uh, Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders or, yeah. you know, different influence from the, the stage. Right, right. That, uh, you know, so he's always like that. I was wondering, like, say, like, um, a 10-year-old uh, Stymie, a 12-year-old Stymie, like, what what were you listening to or what was, like, first first bugging you out even, like, back then when you were a kid? Oh. Or were you interested in music at that time? God, that's so uh, funny. I was actually, I was really into comic books, and I still am. I'm, I was a real big comic yeah, book yeah. nerd. No doubt. Uh, like Epic and ma- um, Marvel? Epic Marvel and yeah. um, Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah. But um, I was also into music. I was really in, 10-year-old Sean was into Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire, all. Well, everybody was into yeah, when yeah, they were yeah. 10 years old. Um, black, white, doesn't matter. Everybody no, yeah. was into Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire. Michael but, Jackson. Michael Jackson, but Prince. Was kind of like the head mm, above. I remember right. Prince. Like I can, I think I like start liking Prince really big time when I was like 12, 13. Yeah, that's how far along he goes back no in my doubt. life. It was like Prince, and then like he kind of Prince is funny. It's like George Clinton's been around your whole life. Yeah, but it but it's like Prince made you kind of dig back 
and say, oh, yeah, you know, what inspired Prince? And you find yeah. Sly, George, yeah, right. Rick, all yeah, those yeah. people, you know, they all had some sort of inspiration, you know. Um, Prince is like sort of like the, the combination of so many artists. And, yep. um, and so, yeah, he, he kind of, he embodied so many, so much sound in, in just this one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, he yeah, connected it all for, for, for a lot of people. He, he really did, man. He, yeah. and, and he made me, uh, not feel so weird. And yeah. like, like it was okay. Yeah. Right. It was okay to be weird and black. Yeah. It was okay to be in like music, like in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. What, um, so when you get to San Francisco, when did when did we get our first band going? Like, what was that? How did you get it together? Like, I guess what I'm trying to get to is I know from the inside that uh, this guy Stymie, he's telling a whole room full of mus- musicians their part. parts. He's writing everything. Yeah. So um, just to make that clear, it's not just like a, a basic chord change that people are filling in. He's kind of just saying the bass line, the horn yeah, line. I remember really that. Really big on yeah, horn line. I remember that. So um, what I'm trying to figure out is when you get to San Francisco, how do you? How do we use, how do we have charisma? What do we have? Gift of gab? How are we getting all these musicians kind of like listen to me and play my songs? And like, uh, how do you get your first thing together? Um, a, a guy by the name of Chris Schneeders uh, was my first roommate. Schneeders? Schneeders. Chris <laughs> Schneeders. He was like my first. He kind of looked like Buddy Holly. But, okay. uh, yeah, um, but yeah, he was my roommate. He actually kind of gave me the introduction to all the heads I know now, like Patrick Green from Swoop Unit, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Owens, who's my former um, trumpet player. Um, uh, actually, Chris Schneeders uh, introduced me to Joe. Mojo, oh, okay. and oh. then Mojo, uh, Mojo came. Sneeders and I li- used to live at this place called the Nappy Dugout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, named after uh, you know the Valley. song Nappy right. Dugout. We used it right off of Page and Golf in Hayes Valley. Oh, okay, and we call it the Nappy Dugout, and that's where um, uh, I met Joe at. Like probably like about man, twenty five years ago, twenty three wow. some years ago. That's so awesome. amazing. And by the way, everybody, that's Joe Mojo Powell, basically. The other OG member of Stymie the Pimp Jones Love Orchestra. Yes. Fantastic vocalist. Yeah. And uh, just a main, you know, yeah. main dude. I can't, it's hard to picture yeah. the, the band without Joe yeah. there, man. Yeah, so, you Joe, know? So that's yeah amazing. Joe makes me look good. Man, Joe, yeah, he really and you guys does. just have that, that rapport. Yeah. Just like, you guys like work very well together Straight on stage up. and off of each other. Right, right. And also, another, that's another thing is uh, Stymie, he writes for other people. So you write, you make Joe look good too, I think, yeah. because you write well for Joe. Right. Thank you. Thanks. So, um, and then coming back to that though, how do we get people in room? When did we first have Stymie and the Pip Jones Love Orchestra? So Schneider's uh, introduced me to a lot of uh, his friends who happen to be musicians. And uh, gosh, you know, when you're 21 and 22, you talk a lot of shit. You know, and, and yes. you're bold as hell. You'll kick down the door and say, "Here, this is who the fuck I am." Pay attention. <laughs> but when you're that age, because yeah, you're right. you think you're all that. Yeah. And now it's like I couldn't even imagine doing that, but that's how I was <laughs> exactly back in the day. Too. Like, yeah. well, you, fuck you, you were listening to me from, from New York at the same yeah, time. So was, you had that New York attitude. Hey, word, yeah, that's, that's, that is kind of true. That, yeah, man. that New York kind of New York uh, attitude. Word, it, it was that New York attitude d- did stick. Even even for though it was just three years. That three years yeah. had an effect when because when I was rehearsing with you, dude, I was like, damn, this motherfucker know all the parts. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dope. yeah. right, right. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, man. It's uh, you know what? I, when I was a kid, I used to listen to uh, this gonna make. I used to listen to like um old Disney movies, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, and I used to listen to the soundtracks. I used to listen to. I was a big fan of Elton John when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Elton yeah. John, and um and uh, so. Like listen to Elton and stuff like that, and listen to Disney and all that kind of crap. Um, gave me ideas for songs and shit. Wow! And then when I got yeah yeah, and then I and when I got older, I start listening to the you know, scores and music soundtracks and stuff like that, and start paying attention things right. like that. You know, so yeah <laughs> yeah, because um, I know um, it's a funny thing. Like to explain sometimes, uh, Jay Stone to yeah. like to explain a song or to explain something that uh, Stymie's working on. Uh huh. He would bring in like this, uh, I don't know, like a DVD player. Okay. The that portable DVD yeah. player with the little screen. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd play you like an episode of uh, the Flying Concords. Yeah. And then he'd be all, "This is what I want to do," you know. And people be all looking right, at right. like, okay. <laughs> So he he has a real but but. What I'm saying is, my point is, he has that real, like, you reminded me of the Disney, like, the kind of cinematic way right. of yeah. describing the song to you. Right. Like, what I want to see. Right. Yeah. And this right. is feel. this kind of song. Right. And, you know, what, and so he wants to give you a visual, too. That's how he talks about music. So you can feel it. Yeah, and, yeah. And what I recall from, like, Ace, he's only the, all the, the other movie buff and enthusiast oh my in the God. band. Yeah. So him and I would be talking about episodes or shows, and I'd be talking about the intensity. He Endlessly. Would get it. Yeah. He would get it like, oh yeah, I get what you're saying. No like we, we talk about the banshee on a wherever the fuck, and yeah. we we yep. talk about that that episode. So, yeah, I want the baseline to be like. And he <laughs> right. would get it. Oh okay, I think I understand what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. bro. Because everything I talk about is kind of intangible. No, you know no. Gilligan's Island, his hat. <laughs> You know, I want the guitar like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. Oh, damn, 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 damn. I want the drums to be from damn. good times. Yeah, good times, right? <laughs> I want that Florida sadness. Yeah. Right. Word. Oh man, let's get um, let's get a little bit more flavor of this. I want to play another song. This is from the album "Secret Hits of the Black and Blue Parade." How the heck did you come up with that, that uh, album title? Uh, and if you see the album cover, it's like a parade where everybody got beat up or something. Like yeah. a, like, but it looks like a children's book. Uh, it was, it's we crazy. were writing a song, a lot of songs that I didn't think the general public would ever be able to hear. And <laughs> so they were going to be secret hits. Got and it. we got black and blue to just to get them to the audience. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, this is a song, another song I've had the pleasure of playing, but the original version, this is, you guys are going to love this, giving you a little Motown flavor. This is called Stumble to the Break of Lawn by Stymie and the Pimp Joe's Love Orchestra. L-U-V. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Song, right? wow, wow. It's the shit. Uh huh. Right? Wow, wow. Just got my paycheck. It's enough to get me to the next one. If I had some self respect, I'd take my money and run. But it's hard to leave a life when you're tied down in it. And these chains are on so it would take a minute Anyhow to my payments on my ride
Too. I saw Renee uh, last September at a, a Legals concert in Slims. Oh, you know wow. that, uh, that sure. cover band, the Eagles cover band? Uh, in, uh, they call what? Eagles cover band. Illegals? The Illegals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard of them. Um, you remember Christian, my friend, uh, we went together when we saw the premiere of Everyday Sunshine at the Roxy. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. His brother's a drummer. Oh, wow. And anyway, I saw, I saw her in the audience. It was nice. really nice to see her. Awesome. <laughs> um, did, that song, I believe, won a, won a songwriting award, like John Lennon's songwriting award. Remind me what that was. It was the International John Lennon Songwriter Award that uh, one of my horn players submitted. I had no idea. I think it was Keith. Uh, Keith Wardoff. Yeah, I remember Trump. Keith Wardoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, he submitted, but you didn't know. I didn't know I, I, that. I, I think he submitted it, and um, I had no idea. But I came. It came. It's an international contest worldwide, and they came yeah. in second place. And nice. and so my prize was uh, to get something from the uh, the the Virgin Virgin Music uh, that was on Market Street. Yeah. And I never. I waited too long, and then the place got torn down. I never <laughs> did get my gift. <laughs> I never got it, man. It sucks. I kept on passing. I'll get it. <laughs> we're definitely we're gonna put that in your biopic for sure. Yeah, it <laughs> that's worse. definitely gotta be seen. Yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> um, some uh, somewhere along the line there, then I think there was a smart decision where you pulled where I would call a sly stone move, and what I mean by that is. I read in some biography somewhere where when Sly and the Family Stone were finally getting together, there was like a band meeting where it's like about this and that. And Sly said, no, no, this this is a thing where uh, I'm the songwriter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with Jimi Hendrix's experience. I think Noel Redding kind of thought mm-hmm. it would be kind of like a co thing, thing and, yeah. and they kind of pulled him aside and said, yeah. come here, dummy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's going to write yeah. all the songs. Right, Maybe right. we'll give you right. one here and there. Right. So um, it's a smart decision. Yeah. And uh, it was one that, for me, I was personally down with. But um, that's because I have a background. I was in bands where I wrote songs before. Mm-hmm. I joined Stymie and the Pimp Joe's Love Orchestra to play his songs. Mm-hmm. Nice. But other people struggle with it. You know, mm-hmm. you can feel like, why can't I do my idea? But when when did you finally, um, what is it that makes you kind of draw that line in the sand and say, look, this is my thing. I got it. This is my instrument. And right. to kind of make this, because to me, it's cohesive. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, but like when you make that decision, because it, it's not it's not uh, the common thing. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to um, for I don't know how long I've been doing this, like twenty years with this in the Bay Area. It's very hard to get people to play your music <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when it's specifically on, you write almost everything, right? And especially when it's such a big band and um, and you know it's. You Very always, large band. You don't always necessarily uh, get paid as much as you would like to each show. <laughs> yep. And so, but it, uh, the the thing that's kept people around wasn't my jokes. It wasn't my personality, my beaming person. It was the fact that I knew how to write a song. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot. I of agree people, with that. The, there was a few people that joined the band with the un, they. A lot of musicians, they come into a, a, a spot and they see a singer and say, oh, here's another singer. And then they're like, and it's, yep. oh my God, like, yep. okay, shh, just stay in the corner and be quiet yeah, and we'll yeah. tell you what to sing. Right. Whereas, like, I kind of look at it like I've always written songs in my head. Yep. And so I've always had a bass in my head, I always had a drum. You know, yeah. the, the music doesn't start in your fingers. Music starts in your brain. Yep. 
it, it doesn't start like you don't just go to a guitar and, or a piano and just automatically start playing. Right. You know, you you basically um, uh, send signals to your, your fingers yeah. to play. And it's a repetitive motion and movement that you're able to play. A, Straight up. Well, but music starts in your brain. So anything that you can think of musically or you can think of musically, I can think of musically. And yep. a lot of singers don't know that. that. You can think of something. And a lot like, of musicians don't know that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, and like, when you play from that standpoint, that. it's a totally different experience yes, as to a, a prepared lick. Yep. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? That's Everybody knows that. Yes, yeah. you know, exactly. But something coming from your heart and your soul is totally different. It's totally different. Totally different. Exactly. Awesome, dude. Yeah, and so uh, I basically that's uh, that's how I uh, I write, and then so basically you were asking me results. how I get good results. So I think a lot of people there was only like a few people who kind of came into the Steinman organization and were confused. Like, wait, the guy that doesn't play an instrument is writing the songs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I don't really understand that. And they would look because even because you because Steinman the Pimpers Love Orchestra by the way has like instrumentals yeah so you're like whoa he wrote the instrumental yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah, yeah I did I wrote it yeah <laughs> right exactly and so uh, yeah so it's it, I, I yeah that's that's pretty much all I have to say about yeah that. yeah man it's a beautiful thing and uh, uh, one thing that I was really having fun is doing the pre-production for this episode. It's been a long time, so I just sat there and just listened to Stymie and the Pimp Joe's Love right. Orchestra like mm -hmm. I used to. So it's right. really fun. Right. Right. And I'm actually kind of mad at you right now because <laughs> I never got to play this next song we're going to do. Oh, right. Uh, Radio Bullshit Resistance oh, Squad. Squad. And I know I saw this live, <laughs> yeah. but he's very finicky about his songs. He's always pulling things out of the set, putting new things in. Right. So you're like, oh, man, I want to play that song. You know, a lot of the time your favorite song get cut. You, I you, never got a, a stab at this song. Anyway, let's listen to it. This right. is all rhythm. This is just happy rhythm. You're going to smile when you hear this. Nice, nice. From the same album, by the way. Uh. There's some polyrhythmic shit right there. Uh-huh. Here we go. So, so, I gotta ask all of y'all. 
too right yeah <laughs> and uh and he, he really he does it with like no no sense of irony he just does the kazoo it's like hey it. <laughs> and uh i remember one time we were recording at expressions you know you got the students laying yeah. around mm -hmm. uh Badass pretending studios. they're trying to engineer and we're, we're, we're doing our songs Where? and uh uh you know stymie's there and so it's just the rhythm section and he's there to kind of fill in do uh you know uh scratch tracks uh -huh. So he's doing vocal tracks and then he's doing all the horn parts. Right. And then like, you know, we've been recording four or five hours and one of the students asked me, so does every song have kazoo? <laughs> 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 we we were so used tracks. to it, we didn't even explain what was going on. It's like, no, 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 that's like a... It's the horn part. It's the guy's he's just screwing around. <laughs> yeah. But or, he actually he actually rocked it live many times. Like if, a, if somebody couldn't make it. Yeah. 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 If you, only you if played, only one you horn. A kazoo in harmony with. The... Oh yeah yeah. If a horn player couldn't make a gig, yeah. I've seen him do it dozens of times. Oh my god. Yeah yeah yeah. That's tight. Yeah yeah. See y'all got it. And the audience loves it. Come the on, audience world. loves it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah we do. He just goes back and forth with it, kind of like Dirty Walt with a trumpet. You know what I mean? Man. Y'all got to experience this. Exactly. We will come out. Japan, Vietnam, <laughs> oh, Thailand, you haven't oh, seen this. Lay it down. <laughs> but what I was what I was gonna ask you is um how what was the recording how was the recording process of secret hits? Was that a painful process that you remember or was it okay? It was a painful process. It was yeah. a real painful process because the um I remember it always being kind of difficult with yeah, timing. Yeah, because the engineer, recording done. Right, exactly. The engineer was like kind of hard to work with at the time. But mm -hmm. um, thank God that we worked with this guy by the name of Tard and Feather and he really helped save the by the name uh, of Tard and Feather? Uh, yeah, Tard and Feather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on the Facebook, yeah, Tard and Feather, okay. right? Yeah. I like he was, that name. He's the guy that 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 mastered us. Yeah. We we pet sit for each other sometimes. So. Oh wow. I love yeah. that. Shout out to Tard and Feather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um also um some stories I remember uh happening around the time when I was really getting into Stymie. Um I remember you guys were like not only you guys opened for Fred Wesley at the Elbow Room. In San Francisco, in Valencia, but I remember also you were Fred Wesley's band. Mm -hmm. So uh, how did that come together? I, f I forget. Like you were Fred Le Wesley's band. I mean, what a great night! Did you do a rehearsal or did he just show up? Did you have to um, learn the songs? We, the band? we we actually had to learn the songs beforehand, and he just showed up. Uh, basically, as that's just what, Fred that's Wesley. What I yeah, and so uh, basically he showed up with his his, his he was trombone. By himself. Yeah, his exactly. He so were your horns playing with him? My horns were playing with him. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah. Cool, so man. yeah, he he basically uh, came with his three piece suit and sat down in, in, the, in the in the back, and he said, "Who wants to smoke Fred Wesley out?" And everybody had like <laughs> <laughs> everybody had a joint, Whoop, and just yeah. pipes came out. But yeah, we uh, practiced the songs beforehand, and when he got up on stage, we uh, we played with him. We were his house uh, his house band. We did the same thing with. Um, uh, what's his name? Billy Preston. Billy Preston. Right. Yeah, I, I came that? to that. Yeah. 
That was right, you the, went to that uh, show? Cafe Kokomo. Yeah, dude, yeah, I just got back from France. Yep. And we was like, yo, let's go check out Stymie at uh, Cafe, Cafe Kokomo. Kokomo. Yep. And dude, <laughs> when we got there, I was like, yo, show is dope, but he didn't tell me it was going to be... Uh, <laughs> Something else. <laughs> so uh, wait, wait a second. That's kind of more difficult, Billy Preston. Like he's like uh, he wore this. How would you? Did it, you? You must was, have rehearsed with him. It was like a, no. I, yeah. So, so so what happened was um, our keyboardist at the time was Lyle, and he practiced all the keyboard parts. Do I, was, I know Lyle. No. Uh, Lyle uh, Lyle Beers. I think you met him. Or uh, but basically. Uh, Fred was sitting in the audience with his um, nephew and uh, once again in a three-piece suit and um, <laughs> checking this out and he was very impressed and then he walked up to the keyboard, just walked up to the keyboard and Lyle had the common sense to get up and then he just started playing with us. Will, go, will it go around in circles? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, okay, And then, so he used to be a writing partner of Sly and the Family Stone. They used to write together in um in the Bay Area. Did Billy... Preston write with him? I didn't he know wrote, that. He used to write with Sly. They used to uh, write some like uh, songs, little ditties together. Yeah. So Billy came up to me and said, yeah, mm, yeah, you put this together. He said, yeah, you remind me a lot of Sly. And, oh, uh, wow. And that was, uh, that was, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was really true. Wow. What, really cool. e- what about, was, I kind of remember like Earth, Wind & Fire, like at the, yeah, like yeah. in Shoreline or yeah. something? Yeah, or? We, mm-hmm. uh, Shoreline Amphitheater. Yeah, we, that was. When was uh, that? Now, ooh, wow, nine, probably two thousand, maybe, maybe two thousand. Yeah, yeah, something like that around that time. That what passed. was that like? That was crazy. That was a crazy. That was a uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind. We were the uh, side stage. Uh, was band. Maurice White in the band? Maurice, oh, God, nope, he was not. Probably not. Right? The band. Yeah, yeah, he was sick at the time. Mm-hmm. He was still sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they had this other guy. This guy had been singing with them for quite some time guitar as a guy? fill-in. Yeah, the guitar yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. The that. guitar guy, brother, instead playing the guitar and singing all Maurice White's yeah. parts. But yeah, they were good. They were good. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, that that's really cool that you got the, uh, had those experiences, man. It's like yeah. really, it's really intense, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like these guys have a illustrious history, man. Stymie the Pimp Joe's Love Orchestra, just such a great group. It's absolutely fantastic. Another song, uh, this song, I mean, this is one, he's denying it, but this is one Stymie used to just <laughs> complain because I try to put a little bit something different on the bass line. Yeah. And he's all, that's not the bass line. Oh, man. No, I know. And what other, you're guys, talking about. other guys, other guys used wax. to, other guys, yeah. yeah that's right. wax. And other guys in the band would try to stick up for me. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, that's right. kind of cool, though. Yeah. No? And he's like, no, uh-uh. that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but this is the tune. And uh, I'm a stickler. I, I want to sit here and listen to everything. What this usually opens with is this beautiful song, Strawberry Switchblade, which is like a power rock riff heavy song yeah and then see because this is what the man does he writes these suites i guess you call them he writes songs that entire songs yeah. that connect really well with other songs Word. two songs maybe three songs in a row nice uh, he does stuff like that so and uh and then, and then he'll perform it live that way wow. so uh strawberry switchblade and then you hold out this kind of this heavy metal note yeah, 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 yeah. and then this song love wax comes in and okay. you, you got to hear this because this is another one just the bone of here and it just has a beautiful transition this is love wax from secret hits it's not such a secret
sun and just go on shoe. Wanna do my nigga with head sister now at the head. I wish I could play, like, there's, like, you know, five, six, seven other songs for that album, but I can't play everything. But that's just a great sample of, you know, kind of classic Stymie, the Pimp Jones Love Orchestra. However, um, I was talking earlier, I became a member of this band and uh, got inside there. And uh, one thing that's always driven me nuts, Jay Stone, you remember how we were talking, we did a little tribute to Pedro Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple episodes back, uh-huh. and we were talking about how it's hard to curate for Pedro Bell like a exhibit. Even people tried, right? Because he'd leave some art here, leave some art there, ship a bunch of stuff over to Europe, and never get it back, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, I had I have on a hard drive. This that's my sister's house. Uh-huh. So many songs that we recorded mm-hmm. that uh, you know. One thing about Stymie, he's so creative, he's always on in the next thing. And, like, right. I would always frustrate me. He doesn't keep track of his stuff sometimes. No, I do not. And it's just, like, we got to put, like, there's so many songs I can name that are as good, if not better, than what we just heard. Studio uh, tracks? Yeah, oh, God. Oh, God, dude. Wow. Songs like uh, Hips. There's yeah. just It's a standard, Hips, this super funk song. Yeah. Uh, there's a song called Way We Begin, which is mostly instrumental. Yeah. And it's just like a total trip, like outer space kind of pop. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Uh, brand New Mustard Machine, a mm. ballad. By the way, I still don't know what a brand new mustard machine is. Right. And, I, and I don't care. I really don't care. It doesn't matter. But it's funky. And we, yeah. we recorded, I think we basically have a mix down of that song. Dude. Uh, Mexican Patriot. By the Man. way, great title for this day and age. Dude. Mexican Patriot, a beautiful song that features mm. Mojo Powell. Word. Like a kind of Al Green. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spacehood. Spacehood. Man. Uh, love in Space. <laughs> Hit the ground. I hear a compilation about to happen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then, of course, we can't forget Apple Booty Bottom. Apple Booty <laughs> Bottom. Talking about them jeans? And Apple Booty Bottom uh, was serious. Um, I actually... Killed. I killed Apple Booty Bottom because I had a relationship like that. When I uh, I left the band the first time, and then a couple years later, Stymie asked me to come back. What? Uh, one, I'm like maybe the first practice or the second practice I went to. Mm. 
the version of the band that was going then yeah. uh, was different than when I was there, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they did Apple Booty Bottom, and it was just one of those songs that Stein was like, you could tell he was kind of irritated mm-hmm. about the state of that song. And he said, Ace, this song, it doesn't sound good, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, right. And then it was just cut. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he would you would defer to me on yeah. those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Funky. Am I tripping? <laughs> right. Am I tripping? No, you ain't tripping. It yeah. ain't funky. Cut it, remember, brother. Cut it. I really cut got the stink eye from about five people, but <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, no, I was irritated too. It's it wasn't right. In, it wasn't yeah. in my right. pocket. You gotta you know do what? that. You gotta <laughs> do that sometimes. And you know what? That's. That's why I think he adjusts the set. Like, different songs sound better with different bands. Yeah, yeah. different people. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And Truly. you got to play to people's strengths. Again, you know, yeah. he, he writes to those strengths. But anyway, there's just so many mixed-down, great tracks that we got to get out there, Stami. One of these Thank days. You. Thank you. Also, though, we were talking about, like, you just being a singer, telling people the song ideas. But you, you can play the drums. Yeah. I played Love Wax with you playing the drums, like right. the, the, the main lick. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm I would not say I'm a, a, a drum player, but I can play. But yeah, I wouldn't rely on me for a gig. Yeah, I can keep time. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, man, you're not too bad. Yeah, thanks. But um, w- one thing, um, one thing I remember sometimes if people would criticize the band, sometimes like promoters or even people out in the crowd, like you know, you know, they're really. Mm-hmm. assertive people in the crowd who had a couple of drinks to give you notes like, right. you know, yeah. in between uh, sets. Mm-hmm. People would say stymie and the Pinto's like, I was like, it's too many styles. Remember that? People <laughs> yeah. complain, there's too much going on. Right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of that criticism? That's like telling a director, you have too many genres of, of film. You do too, you do a, you did a Western in your last film, you did right. a mystery this film, you right. did a science fiction. Yeah. Let the right. director do what the fuck she, he or she wants. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, don't don't get exactly, man. Don't get stuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me express myself. Exactly. Thank you. And um, what was I gonna say? Oh, one thing I also want to talk about too, just kind of to give you a complete holistic picture of Stanley and just how his brain works, his mind works, his personality. This is a man. He will leave you a voicemail at four o'clock in the morning about. <laughs> The part? Any kind of topic. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't have to be the part. Yeah. It could be, well, you was talking about like before, like a movie. Word. Usually it'd be, actually, me and Stymie usually communicate on that. <laughs> on movie? On movie? On a movie or TV show. So even is. till this day, <laughs> if, even if day. I haven't talked to him in years, yeah. I'll send him like a text like, have you seen this? You know, oh no, I haven't seen that, but even have you seen that? Oh yeah, messenger. I'll hit Ace up on messenger. Yeah, we usually do the messenger, just kind of, it's always that conversation. Right, right. (laughs) True, true. (laughs) But um, yeah, he he would leave you a voicemail, you know, and he just kind of want to leave it. He doesn't really want you to answer the phone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That means you got to get into a conversation. He loves that. He loves that system. You know what I mean? I do. (laughs) I do. You know, but um. I know you used to say that you used to, he keeps those hours. He would always have, he would prefer to have like a night shift job. Okay. And I mean, he preferred that. And he likes to go out for maybe get a cup of coffee and go for a walk. What time would you say? I mean, he'd be walking up and down the street there and sit over right. on Bush Street where he yeah. used to live. Yeah, like around 3.30 yeah, in the dude, morning. I've, I've seen you coming home from gigs, <laughs> yeah. and I've fucking seen you on the street. I'd be yeah. like, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, yeah. For many years, I was a security guard, and I did the night shift, the graveyard shift, so Hell I'm yeah. kind of stuck in that. 
Like yeah. right now, I'm exhausted. <laughs> but in like three hours, I'll be up, up, up. Right away. <laughs> exactly. You and Robin Russell could hang real good. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. The cat we just, yeah. The cat we just interviewed uh, right. the, from New Birth, the right. drummer, he's like that too. He Night goes out. and plays his drum in the park. Like he starts at like four in the morning at yeah. Griffith Park. There you and go. he walks around the Rose Bowl like at 3 a.m. There you go. And uh, I think that. You know, some mu- people are very musically gifted. I don't know some some connection there. <laughs> Something uh, going on. Prophets, man. This guy's a prophet, dude. <laughs> He's a prophet. He is a prophet, man. <laughs> I agree with you, man. And uh, you know, uh, I did get in there finally. I did get to um, be part of the catalog, part of the body work of Stymie. Eventually on an EP called Songs We Pretend to Be. Mm-hmm. Mm. And by the way, you know, you check out these album covers. They're really fun to look at. They're, this is done by Stymie as well. He also does the album art. I, you know, I've seen him do it. He has his, he walks around with his pad and he's got sketches and he explains to, you know, he shares with the band, this is what the cover's going to look like and right. he shows us all, this is it's going to be like this. Yeah. He also mm-hmm. does that for photo shoots. He'll, he'll draw like, um, what do you call it? A storyboard or maybe... He'll give us a visual on kind of what he right. wants to do. So that's like I said, he's very visual too with oh, how shit. he hooks it up. There, you go. Here, there he is. There, he's got his paper. Oh, wow. He's got his. It's all blank. It's ready to be filled. Yeah. There, yeah, <laughs> there you go. And, that, and that's how these things start, you know. Yeah. Um, songs we pretend to be. It's one of those things. Uh, we recorded it um, at Expressions. Mm-hmm. It was when I came back in the band. It was one of the first things we did once I came back. Uh, Stein, he said, "Okay, let's try to do a re- uh, recording because mm-hmm. uh, he knew I'm I'm pretty good in the studio, or at least I like to be there. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. people don't, All right? And so uh, we we did this EP, and I told Stymie when I this is 2012 when I came back in the band. I, I come back in there. I think there's like six or seven new songs that I had to learn. You know, get up to speed. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, what's going on? These are like the best songs like you've ever done. Yeah, like this." Like, even higher quality to me. It just, mm-hmm. like, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. And they're just inventive, but they give you a chill up your spine. And I don't know what, well, man. Thanks, so, man. Oh, oh, my God. So, anyway, um, and I was just, like, digging it, listening. Because I haven't, because I'm distant from it now. I right. worked on this project. And this project, by the time it was over, I was so angry. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't even want to hear it. Right. Now I'm just bumping to it. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. <laughs> And uh, one of the best songs we ever did, and it, it just killed people live uh, when we did this live as well, also featuring uh, Priscilla, uh, is Breathing Underwater. Oh, yeah. Breathing Underwater is a fantastic song. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's listen to that and talk about it on the other side.
blood swept over. Yeah, I like these yeah, lyrics. Yeah, we gotta fight, <laughs> fight to right this wrong. So with your aqua lung <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> awesome. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. What is this guy doing? This is beautiful. <laughs> and it's just, I'm having a flashbacks, memory. It is really f- magical to be in a large band. Yeah. And there's really no feeling like it. You got three, four horn players over there. You got four vocalists over there. Yeah. Two guitar players, a keyboard. Yeah. Sometimes percussion, drums. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a big room of people, and you get all together. And when you get a song like that going, nice. and uh, people see you doing it, it, it just really just puts a smile on your face, dude. Nice. Some of that, I mean, even just I'm talking about just rehearsal stuff. Sometimes yeah. I just look around the room and go, "This is so fun." You Start know smiling, I mean? huh? Totally. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because totally. yeah. we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're we're kind of, we're talking about kind of like the hard things. So I just want to remind people, like it was just, it was just beautiful things too, man. Nice. I mean. It's just so much fun, and it's just a great awesome. feeling. Did you always envision it like that, having a very large band? Um, you know, as opposed to a smaller unit? I think, I guess just all your ideas just needed all, I, I guess, I, right? I, I think so. I think yeah. I just kind of, like, always envisioned horns and, and more than just one singer. And then, like, if I want the guitar doing something funky over there, I want the guitar doing something rocking over here, you know? So yeah, yeah I think I have, like, always just thought, large in fact it's kind of hard for me to think in terms of like the police i love the police don't get me wrong but yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. for me to think of like a three-piece band like like because there's so well, what about all the other instrumentation right. all the other instruments you know like what are you going to do with the piccolo yeah <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah oh my god yeah and uh it just it just reminds me just like the ensemble and the, the ensemble writing and uh, lots of instrumental, bright instrumentals. I remember a suite we had uh, that you were working on for a very long time, uh, In My Room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started off with an instrumental right. dope funk song. Mm-hmm. Then we Blue went jeans. In, Then we went into Blue Jeans. Love yeah. it. Yeah. And then, then we went into uh, the acapella, mm-hmm. which was uh, like a church. Blue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? And yeah, just, it was. It just was piano. A, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. then we go into like this pop tune uh in my room yeah in my room was very much an and it was those three by songs the Beatles. yeah i love that song yeah yeah totally that was like a queen 
Beatles. Yeah, in fact, they right. just recently found that one on Dropbox. I'm thinking about dream, bringing that back. Did oh, uh, did you? So yeah. you got that? Yeah, yeah. You you got to man. Yeah, that's, that's one of the best pieces you've written. Yeah. It, it takes about 15 minutes to yeah. get through, and we yeah. even had it worked out where you would shoot the bubble guns at a certain point. Right. And we played yeah. it live. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <and> totally. yeah. <laughs> it's just like this guy writes like I guess you call them sweets. Like no you doubt. write well, you reference Queen. Right. Kind of like that. Like it would be like a whole review. You know what I mean? And that's the interesting thing uh, talking about from my perspective and just sitting here looking at both of you guys, like mm-hmm. the leader of both bands. Mm-hmm that like I've admired the most out of the Bay Area. Uh, it's different, Funkonauts, being in Funkonauts and being in Stymie. And Jay Stone really likes to like, no, 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 set list, maybe the first three or four songs, right, then right. we're just going to call them out right. and just pay attention to me. Kind of right. like Little Richard. I connected with that. Right, right. <laughs> and that took me a, some time to get used to. Right. I had to reprogram my brain. And then I'm like, okay, this is good. But when you play with Stymie, he he writes like a whole thing, kind of like a movie. Yeah. And we, the set list is worked out, but also like the songs are lined up in a certain way where they segue one into the other. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's just designated parts for everything, and uh, I just love that. I just thought that was really exciting. It really That's made awesome. you feel like you're part of a show, and we were able to do shows like. Mike Gaines. Mike Gaines. Uh, we would do shows with them, which would be like you know trapeze artists. You know, yeah. that, that are they sort from of thing. the city? Yeah, 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 stilts, okay. yeah. Know, stuff like that. Fire breathers, yeah, Mike Games, yeah. burlesque, and I'm we look them up. Yeah, like a burl, and they would do burlesque stuff. Word. And we we would perform sh- uh, shows with them where they would be kind of like flying over my head with a trapeze oh, while really? we're playing like thingamajig. Yeah. yeah, and these are some of the best memories of my life. Oh, I mean, yeah. just so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. that and, was that uh, BlackBerry thing. We, we even got paid one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that one, one time, time we got thousands of dollars. Yeah. The whole band, we were like, woo. Yeah. And I was the one that had the check. Everybody was calling me. Yeah. And it was a three-day weekend. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I heard that. Everybody called me on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I can't. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> but anyway, it was, just, it was just so much fun. That's and awesome. uh, it was just a great experience. Uh, Spankological Protocol, I think, is the bomb. I predicted it when we were doing it. It's like mm. it's just the funk bomb. Right. <laughs> and it's got a great lyrical message, too, especially mm. in this day and age. Mm. I, I was really relating to this. Mm. Uh, let's listen to this, and I want to talk about this song a little bit on the other side. This is sure. Spankological Protocol off Songs We Pretend to Be, an album, by the way, that you can get anywhere music is sold. You understand? That's where I got it. Hey, All right. Hey. <laughs> uh.
and dreams of the people. The rich and poor. The rich and poor keeps having the island. Standing on center and climbing the garden down. Will we ever get our things together? We gotta get down, 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 down. We gotta get down. Simon Rochester. Yes. We did most of the tracks in one shot and then we uh, overdubbed later. So that was actually a pretty cool uh, uh, recording experience too. Um, and, and one thing I wanted to uh, say about all that, we would repeat that over and over, like drill it. Right. Like do it in a loop. Yeah. Just over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like each separate part of the song, and that, yeah, that's yeah. how you kind of get each part tight, and then tight, you, you yeah. put it together. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But that, it's a thing that it can be frustrating if people don't go with it. You totally, have to totally. just listen. Yeah. Totally. Sometimes, and I've seen people actually storm out of the studio because they just don't know what's going on. Like it's not anything particular. Like nobody argued or anything, but they're just kind of like, "What's happening?" Because oh, we're, we're creating. Sand. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can't do that. Right. You can't play that chord. They don't match. Yeah. Right. And I'd say, but listen to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it sound bad? It yeah, sounds if great. It doesn't sound bad. You know what what's I mean? the problem? Listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But people, the people who are like, I'm making, I'm making air quotes right now. Technic you know, technical, technically, you yeah. know, advanced with Purist. music, right? Yeah. Read music and like write out a chord. Word. That's not me. The, it, it would actually cause confusion because right. it would, things could go faster if they just listened to Stymie. Yeah. Right. Um, People like that, sometimes they can't think out of the box. And you'll notice a lot of yes. times they don't write really good songs either. No. Yeah. And uh, I would just, we got to go with this, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've heard the other songs, right? They're good. So this is the process. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like, right. You know right. what I mean? Right. This is the process. Right. And even I had to understand it. But at least I understood, like, I got to learn this. You right. know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. But there, there would be frustration there. I know for me, um, when I was, and, you know, I was a younger guy there. Be honest, I'm a lot happier now that I'm married. Since I've been married, I've been pretty happy. You know, I know for me, I would get, like, my muscles going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I get my calluses going, and I mm -hmm. get in the groove. Yeah. And uh, when it's really starting to feel good to stymie, he's going to go on a monologue, and he's going to tell you a story <laughs> for five or ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I want to play the next song. And that's definitely going to happen every practice. Yeah. Because he's got a personality. He's got things to tell you, things to say. Right. And it's part of how he's trying to create this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would just get so like, because I, I want to, because the time is limited. And yeah. This is it's our time together. Yeah. And we all got to disperse. Right. I want to hack it out. Mash so it I know up. We, we would butt heads on that and other things. That's kind of like a, a smaller kind of version of other things that we, we would always kind of butt heads with that. Mm -hmm. That was a thing that kind of like always broke my heart. Cause I like I think we're both so stubborn. Yeah. That we would just, dude. Me and this guy have had the biggest laughs like I've ever had. One time I borrowed his nail clipper and I started clipping my toenails. He just started. Uh. I, and he caught me, dude. We just started crying. He's like, you can't do that. You can't, borrow, you can't do it with a man's nail clipper. You know. We just laughed so hard. But also, also the biggest screaming matches I've ever been yeah. in. I've yeah. been with this guy. Yeah. And you know, especially thinking about it, like getting ready for this episode. You know, especially like I know 
whether this this one or that argument, I don't even remember because you can't even, you can't even nah. recreate anger. And nah. when you remember the past, you're like, what was that about? No. Nah. Even if somebody intellectually tells you what the argument is about, it's really hard to recreate. Like, yeah. Why did I take it that hard? Mm-hmm. Almost like what you're talking about when you were 21, like things you would say that you never say no. Totally, totally. So exactly. I know, I know. For me, like at the end of the second time around, I was so much at my wit's end. I remember uh, Stymie tried to call me. I was like going to the grocery store. He tried to call me to like just kind of like work it out because mm-hmm. I had already quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was at a point I was at my wit's end. I actually very rudely uh, laughed at you in the phone. And you started mm-hmm. yelling at me. You got me screaming in the street. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, had, yeah. I had to do it. I did a gig because they actually didn't find a replacement right. bass player. And I know you kind of threw the money at me. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to say I love you. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to take this time to apologize for oh, you. That man. I never, whatever we argued about, I'm so sorry. I didn't oh, mean to I, laugh at you because you're actually trying to say something cool to oh, me. Oh, I apologize too, I'm man, so, for I'm yelling. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, man. likewise, wow. man. Likewise, cool. brother. Yeah, well, I love likewise. you, man. I'm I sorry you about too. that. Love and respect. I, nothing, I, nothing but love and respect. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I always felt bad about that. Oh. And, um, you know, that, that's just that, man. Uh, I never, I, I, I totally forgot about that because I argue with so many people. <laughs> and that's the honest God truth. I argue with so many people. <laughs> You're like getting line. <laughs> For all you know, I could have made it up, right? Yeah, it worked. I'm, I'm serious. My memory, you really could have. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that that argument, that uh, one. <laughs> this, uh, sometimes I always thought I felt like I was in an Andy Kaufman routine. Uh, uh, Stymie, you know, like like all you know, many people from California who yeah. play music. Uh, you know, sometimes you forget what you just said. Yeah. yeah. Or you forget something. And uh, I remember one time, you know, going. we always talk about these things, talk about this and that. And, uh, you know, on Adult Swim, um, by the way, I used to live by the Adult Swim headquarters, kind of oh, cool, shit. in the CNN building. Yeah. But um, on Adult Swim, they have all these shows, you know, these adult cartoons, you know, whatever. And there's this one show called The Venture Brothers. Hell yeah. You like the Venture Brothers, I right? Love Venture, Brothers. Venture Brothers. I highly recommend it. It's very convoluted plot wise, but it's 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 just it's yeah. hilarious yeah. spoof on yeah. uh, what is it, Johnny? Um, Johnny, 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 Johnny uh, Thunder, Johnny, or Johnny Storm, or Nah, uh, Johnny Quest, Johnny, Johnny, Quest. Johnny Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a spoof of Johnny Quest. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, we'd be talking. I I chop it up with uh, with Stymie in the beginning of practice, after practice, and it, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Right. And, uh, you know, he asked, hey, have you seen the Venture Brothers? Yeah, I've seen that, blah, blah, we talk about it. And then I don't know what it was. And it was over a course of a year. I don't know if it was 40 times. It was at least probably 15 times, maybe 25 times. But, dude, he asked me that question so many times. Like, I went through different phases. Like, at first, I thought he was messing with me. Right. (laughs) Second, I just thought, wow, this guy, he can't remember nothing. Like, yeah, then yeah, I seen it. it goes, it goes from I'm angry to now it's funny. Like it went to all different ways. Yeah. And like he would always get me. Hey man, right on Ace, what are you gonna do? Hey, you heard about the senator Barack Obama? Like he did a speech at the the convention. You ever, yeah, he seems kind of promising. Yeah, but by the way, you ever see the Venture Brothers? Yeah. What? I'd be like, yeah, man, that shit again? I saw the venture, but hey, Ace, man, how you doing, man? I heard you, I heard you uh, broke up with your girlfriend. You lost your job. Yeah, that's too bad, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been working on my diet. Yeah, but hey, uh, yeah, all right, I'm gonna get going. Hey, man, have you seen the Venture Brothers by, right, by any chance? Right, right. Damn, you like this, oh, motherfucker. I'll just be like, sometimes I go. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you know. 
I'm just toying with me. But every time I'm all, okay, oh, so that's shit. definitely the last time. So he'd always get me because yeah. it'd always be one more right. time. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's just the things I just love. All yeah. the, the, all the, uh, right. the memories that nice. shoot through my mind and stuff nice. like that. Hey, Stabby, have you seen uh, Rick and Morty? Oh, dude, I love Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty, are you that. kidding? Of course you see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, bought, I bought the fourth season on Google Play okay. already. On uh, wow. At the CNN, in the CNN building. You might have, I posted oh, a picture of it. There's I a bench There's a bench with uh, Rick sitting there, like, drinking a big bottle of alcohol. Yeah. You can sit there with him, take oh, a picture. Oh, wow, trip. There's yeah, a yeah. festival in Atlanta. Uh, oh, adults, yeah. Right. So did you go to that? No, oh. no, no. I didn't go Dude, to it, but I saw the advertising. Yeah, uh, because that's where it is. That's where everything is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Y'all need Atlanta. to get Stymie and Funkonauts to come out to the Adult Swim Festival. Oh, dude, oh, man, we we'll need participate to in all that stuff. That would be so Ten appropriate. Yeah, that would be man. so appropriate. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know what, um, Jay Stone? One thing I've realized that's just really stupid is we're sitting here talking. We're playing songs. Yeah. Uh, I'm a musician. You're a musician. We're yeah. in a studio. That's right. Why don't we play a song? Oh, yes. We got Stymie here. Hey, hey, I'm talking about it. One hit, hit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play a song? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What should we do? A little Taylor Swift, shake it off? Uh, nah, not Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was thinking about pants hey. to the ground. Though I got pants <laughs> on the ground, pants but I got nothing against Taylor Swift, believe me. Hey, um, I like Taylor Swift, actually. <laughs> I'm a fan. How about, you know, when I was in Stymie, we didn't do many cover songs, but we did do a couple, and we did do Soulmate. Oh, Soulmate oh, by Funkadelic, right. Hardcore okay. Jollies. Yeah. Yeah, there you what go. What do you think, Jay Stone? Hey, you probably know that. I'm with it, man. I, I've, I've studied that song, Eddie Hazel and all them dudes. I'm with it. Nice. Okay, so what do you say? Let's, let's play a little interlude music, and when we come back, we'll play a song. Let's do it. Sounds After good. After we play this song, we're going to talk about Soul Scott, too. Hell yeah. Nice. All right. Okay. Let's listen to, uh, this is a song called Fight. And this is for you, President 45. If you could follow it. A conversation with a friend today. Her situation looking grim. She's living day to day. She got two kids. The wife was switching over with Jim. Jimmy got no motivation. He fights to go to school every day. At home, he's got himself a situation. And it's going on. But now my brother's found Whoa, whoa Underground parade Won't be put in a cage They try to shut it down And the 
for recording? Thanks, man. It's fine. It's totally is that okay for recording? Yeah, it'll be okay. Okay, okay. Oh, it's totally fine. Yeah, that would be kind of cool visually. Yeah. All right, let's just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the hell you, little girl. Don't you know? Oh, can you uh, can you give me an E, dude? I don't think I'm in tune at all. Two, two, three, and. Give me a chance. I would love the hell out of you, little girl. Don't you know? so fun man that was so fun and it's been a while and i've never played the three of us together 
So that was great. And uh, you guys, um, we're adding a, a new dynamic, a uh, little bit of a, a guerrilla marketing uh, style. We decided to uh, make a video out of that performance. So be sure to check out acedoutpodcast.com to watch uh, the video that we recorded of that. I wanted to do something uh, new this year, something to kind of spread us out and get, get people more excited about this show, and I thought this would be the perfect vehicle. So we no tried to, decided to incorporate a little bit of video. Please check it out, and you're going to see it posted everywhere. That's a video of myself, Jay Stone, and Stymie performing Funkadelic together. Um, okay. I got to tell you, Jay Stone, one thing that I saw, and this is just me going back to, you know, I'm out of the scene. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I'm kind of away from people. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I just see things on social media. And uh, one thing that really just made me, like, very happy to see uh, personally, just made me, like, just, like, really strong in my heart, like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Is seeing this band, Soul Scar, that uh, Stymie's been doing. Oh, yeah. And uh, you just had your five-year anniversary, I believe. We did. Yeah, yeah. So I got to tell you, because this is something I personally know, it's like um, something Steinmeier's just always been pushing for, like, forever. Right. Is, like, you guys, come on. Let's. He writes a lot of ska songs, uh-huh. Steinmeier does. Um, and it's just like, you guys, he, he'd be telling people what bands to listen to, mm-hmm. uh, what to check out, what to think about. Like, please, you guys. And we would all be going kind of going through the motions, but not exactly hitting it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was always like something like, and even if the song went very well or we recorded it, people loved it live. The, you know, he, you could always see in the, in the back of his mind, he's kind of like, yeah. So I, was, I bought the uh, Soul Skull album to prepare the Soul Scott album to prepare for this show. Yeah. And uh, so the first song just kind of pops up, and it's this song called Mean Curries. And that's like an old standard from the Stymie days. And that when I was a fan of Stymie, okay. they were doing <laughs> that song. And then when nice. I joined, we were playing that song. We actually recorded that song twice. Yes. Okay. And uh, we were trying to make a video for that, that yes. song. Yes. And then, anyway, I heard the song, and just the first, I wish I should have grabbed it so we could just play it. Just the first bar, like the ba-bunch, like how it started, mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how you respond. <laughs> that's what he was trying to tell us, yeah, all right. those rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. And I just know, it's like, wow, just like the real roots playing with uh, musicians who are really nailing the sky. I just know that must make you so happy. And uh, who's in this band? I know Noglo- uh, Noel Glory. Of Noel Glory and the Guarantees, yes. Jethro, Jethro Jeremiah, and was it members of Vinyl? Yes. Uh, by the way, everybody, those of you who don't know, wonderful, another wonderful local legendary band, Vinyl, yeah. uh, mostly instrumental band. I don't know, maybe in the vein of Tower Power. They're, uh, just a great band, another great band. Anyway, how did this come? This band come together. Who who runs the band? Who put it together? How? What's your role in it? I used to be a security guard at the Sweetwater Music Hall. Right, and, um, right. You were. I remember you were always talking about the Sweetwater. Yeah. Yes, sir. And one time, the leader of Soul Ska, who wasn't Soul Ska, wasn't a thing back then. But the leader, uh, Jonathan Cordy, a man by the name oh, right. of Jonathan, Jonathan Cordy. Cordy. Right, yeah, right. I remember the, him. He's the lead of Vinyl. Vinyl mm-hmm. still uh, gets together and play from yeah. time to time. Right, but uh, um, he said that he's uh, checked out Stymie over the years and. Uh, um, he, he booked said, us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so 
basically, um, yeah, he booked us at 19 Broadway. Yeah. Right, yeah. And um, he said that he saw Star Me, and he saw us actually perform Mean Curries at the Sweetwater when we performed there a couple of years back, a few five years back. Mm-hmm. And so by seeing that, he got the idea of, like, yeah, this guy can join the ska band I'm already thinking of. So he asked me if I'd be, Joe and I, mm-hmm. uh, my right-hand man, Mojo, if we'd be interested in singing. Joe didn't have the time. He just started another job. So I thought of asking Jethro Jeremiah. And uh, I said, Jethro would be perfect for this. He's a mm-hmm. reggae guy. Yep. He, he knows he's familiar with ska. Right in there, And he yeah. happened to be dating uh, Noel at the time, so he brought her in. So that's how Noel and Jethro came is uh, basically I bought those two in. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, this is Jonathan Cordy's baby. Basically, he knows um, all these cats. And Who else is in the band? Um, we have uh, Patrick Byers. We have Liz Trombone. We have uh, Gardner Gautiez. We have um, Tommy Mohani. We have uh, Lex, um, uh, Lex, the drummer. We have Jonathan Cordy, the lead guy, who's the keyboardist. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was his vision to start like a, a ska band, two-tone, original, and some covers. Um, and then, somewhere along the line, Jonathan's an excellent booker, and he got us uh, uh, booked with Fishbone. And so we opened with uh, for Fishbone actually a couple of times. Nice. And, um, and somewhere along the line, he got in contact with Angelo. And Angelo and got right. Ang- you've been Angelo's been performing yes. with Soul Ska, right? He's been performing with Soul Ska. He's been um, coming uh, up to the bay and. He's By the way, we're talking shows. about Angelo. Sometimes we're talking too shorthand. Sorry, we're talking about Angelo Moore from Fishbone, of course. Yeah, right. go ahead. Angelo Moore from Fishbone. Yeah, so we were all doing covers like the Specials, Gangster, and uh, the Specials. Yeah, and we were also doing some uh, Fishbone classics. Oh yeah, and, which ones? Uh, we did Ma and Pa, mm, and nice. uh, um, I think I can't think of the other one, but we did a, a few. Oh, a party with Saddam, which is a. Oh, didn't you two guys perform together um, recently? And we played it when we had Flying J on the show. We had a show with Flying J. Yeah. Uh, what's the song? It's the it's a slow song. You performed it with uh, Angelo. I saw it. There's oh, a video. Oh, oh you're talking um, about. Um, you're talking it's about. a good one from the Nutwork album. Um, yeah, you're talking about the the suffering. The suffering. The yeah, suffering. the suffering. Yeah, you guys performed that we together. Performed that, that was song. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really that was a pleasure to sing because I was a uh, in that song I was. Dirty How did Walt. that come together? You're doing that. Oh uh, yeah, you're doing the dirty wall pipe. He's I was doing the dirty wall. He's a bad <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was dirty wall. <laughs> wow. And uh, so yeah, uh, Angelo basically brought that song and he brought a couple of his other songs. It, it just came about like uh, uh, Angelo said, "I got this one song you can sing." It was the suffering, and then he had some other songs like "Party with Saddam" and some other ones from uh, the newer albums. And so uh, and Angelo. Moore from Fishbone is probably one of the coolest guys mm-hmm. that you can ever meet. Other than Prince, he was like uh, one of my uh, uh, biggest heroes. Uh, I loved Angelo, and he taught me it was okay to be weird too, weird and black. Yeah. So straight uh, up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, meeting free him in spirit. Word, a free spirit. Mm-hmm. Word. And so meeting him in person has been nothing but a joy. He's been very cool, and uh, yeah, that's that. So. Yeah, um, that's that's so amazing. I'm just oh, let's you know what uh, blah 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 blah. Let's take it out of the abstract and get some concrete. Let's play a Soul Ska song, right? Okay. 
now. What, which one are we playing that first? We're playing Spy Smasher. Is that right? Yeah. Spy Smasher. And by the way, I remember this title. Great production, by the way. Yeah. We played at Allegiance. Your ace, man, the damn thing crashed. You motherfucker. I want to smash you. This was written by me and uh, Patrick Byers, the sax player. He's playing the berry in this. Nice. Yeah, yeah you got that Scarberry sound yeah. for sure in this band. And I remember this title, I do. I remember you talking about Spice Man. Right. Yeah, it's actually from a Justice League cartoon. Right. Yeah. The world's depending on you to see the children from a twisted face. trying to write for Jethro for years. He had him come yes. to Stymie the Pip Love to perform yes. slipping through uh, Star, Star Brigade slipping uh, through Slipstream. Yeah, Star Brigade and the Slipstream, yep. And uh, you were, you know, you saw him as somebody you could write for back then. Yeah. I remember a band member sent out like a group email like, I think Stymie should only be in one. He shouldn't bring outside people in there. You know, again, yeah, right. people are not following what you're trying to do because right, you right. just have all these ideas. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Guest stars, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that was really clean. He sounded yeah. good on that yeah, song. Yeah. Right. And you guys sound great. I just want to congratulate you for getting into that situation. Because well, uh, I know it's 
it's been a thing that you've been kind of striving yeah. for like all these years. Very proud, very proud. And just I, the gigs are strong too. I just see you're doing all these cool uh, big gigs at yeah. great places and uh, doing tours. Yes. Did you just go to like uh, SoCal? Yes, yes. We just played a, um, a, a, the group Soul Scott just played a show with um, what were they? The Slackers, the New York Slackers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they started, I think, in Chicago, went to Arizona. We joined them on this San Diego leg of the tour and, and um, ended up in Santa Cruz. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was, that's it was all cool. fun, man. And they were a great man, the Slackers. Yeah. And that's it's Jonathan Cordy. He's like really good at booking. He's really good at managing the band. He, and um, yeah, Soul Scott's just been nothing but a pleasure. Is Soul Scar the type of band where Stymie can stop and deliver a 15-minute monologue at a rehearsal? No. This is not, this is not, that, it's not that kind of where party. Where do I sign up? <laughs> it's not that kind of party. No. Straight business. Yeah, just straight uh, business. Can I just sit in the rehearsal so I can see that? Oh, worse. I don't even believe it. You see me, you see me shut the fuck up once? <laughs> you know what? That sounds kind of boring in a way. Right, right. I would probably miss it. Yeah. I would probably miss it. Right, right, right. Uh, um, another song that I thought was fresh and by the way, um, I wanted to say just the little things, you guys, just like the phrasing and the little tricks and kind of personality things uh, Stymie puts in there and the clever little lyrics. There's just a lot of subtext to this stuff. Anyway, check out this one. This is Fresh 2 uh, Propaganda, also from Soul Scar. Oh, the title track, title track from the, uh, the album. album. Mm-hmm. And you can buy it wherever music is sold. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. This is produced so well, sounds great. Perfect 
example of what I was just saying about the phrasing. Those, you know, he's got style, man. It's not not only just a great singer, but just almost like an actor. Like he delivers it, like a musical. Yes. Almost, you know what I mean? No, he's, he's got the personality. Oh, he's got the personality. You making oh, my, my brown God. ass blush, and that's hard to do. <laughs> you make my brown ass blush. <laughs> that sounds like a song. Let's, let's work like on a, that. It's an off purple. <laughs> 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 That's what they used to call me in high school. Oh, shit. But, um, <laughs> oh my God, this has been so much fun. And like I said, congratulations on that. And now that I'm back in town, I'm going to see this band, Soul Scar. Nice. Oh, I'm going to see this band and I'm going to check it out. But Stymie and the Pimp Jones Love Orchestra, is this still a thing, Stymie? Stymie and the Pimp Jones Love Orchestra, which is my project, is still a thing. And like you said before, you can buy it where music is sold Spotify, CD Baby, mm-hmm. wherever. And uh, Soul Scar, that's my other baby. I'm proud of these two babies and, uh, and uh, I'm just feeling good right now. I'm blessed. I'm blessed up. And by the way, I can't even begin to shout out all the different musicians I played with over the years. It's time in the Pimp Jones Love Orchestra. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just a representative of some of the best in the Bay Area. Nice. Um, this is the christening of this kind of episode, of playing with a friend, Jay Stone. I'm hanging out with a yeah. buddy. Nice. Somebody who's not only legendary, but also a pal. And uh, I think we should do it again. We should talk to some of our other friends yeah. local, local here. Big time. Uh, but yep, Stymie, yep. Stymie kicked it off, and he christened it. There's he even stole my thunder pleasure. with an intro, with my little introduction. I like how he did it better. I like that it's intro. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020, baby. Hey, what are we watching these days, uh, Stymie? What are our favorite shows? Uh, the Mandalorian. Boys, the Boys on Amazon. The Boys, okay. The Boys we haven't talked about. So here's the thing about The Boys. I don't like that they don't use Compound V, like in the comic. Oh, right, right. And that's a real disappointment. Right, right. I think they're off on how they're doing the woman, uh, the Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's supposed to be with the Frenchie, and mm-hmm. the Frenchie doesn't have a real thick accent. Right. But um, other than that, it was brilliant. And the guy from Banshee being the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Homelander. Yeah. Homelander. Perfect. It's and I perfect. Did, I, I, it took me five episodes to figure out who the hell he was. Yeah, I'm like, who is that? Who it is took that? me a couple episodes. Because he's blonde. It's just you never see him in that context. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian on Disney uh, Plus. That's, yeah, that's pretty I got dope. A, an, another streaming thing. I can't. Yeah, rent's many. high, man. It's too it, many, it, man. No word. No, you're right, man. It's just like, yeah. But I heard it's brilliant. I mean, I have to watch brilliant things. Every you might, you might episode. Catch it on Daily Motion. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode was dope. And da- yeah. Okay, Daily Motion. Daily Motion, yeah. yeah. What, what's it called again? The Mandalorian. It's Mandalorian. Boba Fett. It's oh, Boba Fett what? prequel. He's, she's from Mandalore, right? Okay. That's yeah. the planet? Yeah. 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 Um, it's supposed to be very good. Very Unlike good. the out. brand new Star Wars, which I hear isn't good. Yeah. And I'm not even going to watch. But another one that, oh, what was the other one going to say? Oh, I was going to tell you, I had to dump uh, along those same lines my DC membership because I watched oh. everything on it. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> my wife's like, what's up? We got to pay this, like, uh, you know, electric right. bill. It's just like another $10. Yeah. So I'll get back on it. But yeah. I, I put it on hold because yeah. I watched pre- basically every Batman thing and yeah. rewatched right. this and that. I'm just waiting for Doom Patrol to come back out. Doom Patrol is. Yeah. Brilliant! I yeah. love that show. It's yeah. so great. It's my shit. Sticking a whole town up a, a, a like a what was it? A donkey's ass. A donkey's ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, the most bizarre comic book ever. Another cartoon show that's very good. I haven't. You know, I'm gonna go back to it. But um, what's her name has a show. Um, What's the Suicide Squad? Uh, Harley Quinn. Ha- Harley Quinn. Harley That's Quinn. a very good show. Have you watched it? Oh, yeah, I actually watched it. It's yeah. pretty good. It's funny. Yeah, it's really yeah, funny. A comedy right... version of it's, Batman. It's very good. Uh, it's really uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's um, that girl from um, uh, the um, 
the the what's the nerds the bunch of nerds the the well uh, the Big Bang Theory what's her name oh uh, yeah, yeah I don't know her name yeah the girl from Big Bang Theory who, is doing the voice is voicing Harley Quinn yeah I know uh, Poison Harley Ivy Coco. Poison Ivy Haley that Coco. sounds to me like what's her name uh, Jones uh, Rashida Jones I think it's not Rashida Jones it's not it's uh, the girl that used to be on that show How to Make It in America the beautiful Jewish I don't know girl that show. oh really you remember so that I'm totally show. wrong no I don't I've never watched no that. you did you, you you and I used to talk about it. that show on HBO about those two guys trying to start the t-shirts and the jeans How to Make It in America no I haven't watched Oh, they used to have, I need more money, money, money is what I need. Hey, oh. hey. Oh, yeah, okay. Remember yeah, that I, show? I, vaguely. Right, right. Yeah, it was a really good show with basically about this Puerto Rican, this Irish dude trying to make jeans and T-shirts. They were trying to make it in America, New York, in Brooklyn. Mm. It was a really good show. Anyway, the girl who plays Poison Ivy was the girl who was the um, lead guy's um, uh, interest, basically. Got you. Yeah. What about... Um, I got to shout out now we're talking about it. Uh, Watchmen. Have you watched to the end of that? I watched a Watchmen to the end from the beginning to the end. It was no, excellent. No spoilers for you guys, but you got to watch the Watchmen. What they've done with Alan Moore's Watchmen is they made a series, which is, by the, by the way, a one-season uh, series. It's a one-off. Yeah. Which I prefer. Mm-hmm. You know, Americans get greedy and they do 11 seasons of everything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they've made it very much about America as in African Americans mm-hmm. and about underpinnings of racism. And it's very intense. Yeah. And uh, it's beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. It's got Dr. Manhattan. It's got uh, Ozymandias. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, have you seen it, Jay Stone? No, I can't recommend it enough, and it's, it's really, really deep, good. and it's fun too, and it's pretty funny too. It's got it's pre- it's got funny stuff too. No. Rick What's... and Morty. I'm watching the fourth season of that. And Mike oh, Tyson. Rick Mysteries. and Morty. Mike. T- yeah, Mike Tyson, Tyson mysteries and Rick and Morty is my ish. No doubt. What, okay, here's the question. Does Mike Tyson understand what's happening when he does the voice for that show? Does he totally he... understands. Okay. He uh, he understands that it's all. I feel a better. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen his podcast? Oh no! Oh, uh, have you heard what he's doing? How he's making money? He has some giant like pot farm. Pot farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he I did, heard he's, he's he breaking in fifty-six million a, a year yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. He does, right, he's right. got his own festival. He's got his little podcast where he's smoking weed. Oh my and, god! I've always, I'm always been jealous of. I would never do it, but I really admire when people get tattoos on their face. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I always wanted to go there, but I, yeah. I'll never do it. I'll yeah, never I, do. It. Okay, check this out. Um, I'll do a teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going after this. I'm driving. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Word. I'll pay for it. I'm Word. buying. Okay. All right, y'all. But it was great to have this eighth episode here with Stymie, have him here in the studio. It was great to see him. It was great to reminisce with him. It was great to commiserate and, you know, talk through everything. Uh, it's good to see you, man. And good to perform with you, too. Great to see you, too, Thank brother. you. I want you to do me a favor uh, before you leave. Um... Uh, Let's hang out because I, I want to do. I want to talk about some music that I like last year. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Most music that comes out that's new, Jay Stone, I think it's horrible. Yeah. To the point where it makes me sad or angry. I could dig it. And especially when it accidentally gets stuck in your head and you hum it to uh. yourself, these horrible songs. <laughs> Meet me in the middle. You know, whatever you're yeah. singing. And uh, there is music every now and again that comes out that's recent that I think is absolutely fantastic. I want to share my thoughts with you on that, you guys. Just take a few minutes before you sign off. Uh, Before we sign off, what do you say? Yeah. Mm. Lake Bell.
stop. Yeah. Turn me out. So check this out, y'all. Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack. Love it. Yeah. You tight. like Anderson Pack? Man, that mup, he's tight. You know, right? Yeah. I love and him. I, and I know you've been um you've been bugging off him. When I was living in Atlanta, you were like, check this out. You know oh, what I mean? Dude. Um what I wanted to talk about, I just been it's just one of the things I, I wanted to share that I never really got to. The bass player for Anderson Pack, man, it's been a while since I've heard a bass player that I was impressed with or even cared about. Yeah. So I just want to shout this guy out. And I've never been inspired by a bass player that's younger than me. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, I looked it up, Kelsey Gonzalez. He's nice. the bassist on these Anderson Pack uh, songs. My favorite thing is he's done, I, you know, I really like Malibu. Yeah. But he did this album, Ventura, that came out last year. Uh DJ Ways, let's play that. And this song is fantastic, but do me a favor, listen to the bass playing in particular when you listen to this. And this song is called Come Home, the very first song off Ventura by nice. Anderson Pack. Nice. Let's check it out. Anderson Pack, by the way, on the drums, too. Kelsey Gonzalez, I speak your name, brother. I admire you, my brother, on that bass guitar. Nice. I'm working on that song, and I'm still not all there. I still haven't gotten it. That's some James Jamerson, I don't know what, but playing busy but not getting in the way of the vocals and being so beautiful like that and in the pocket and just kind of embellishing but not like being, you know, being annoying about it, which is very yeah. difficult to do. Similar to Robin Russell, actually, on the drums. Yeah. So, oh, my God. So uh, that's, by the way, 
I'd love to have you on as a guest and talk to you, pick your brain. So that that's great to hear somebody young playing like that. Yeah, and all no- them cats. Yeah. Man. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And that Damn. album, that album is just something else. Like I don't even. I just had to kind of pick a song at random because I didn't yeah. even know what song to play from that album. Yeah, also, last year, guys, um, and he's been putting out albums. He was actually in an episode of Luke Cage. Is oh, yeah. Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary Clark Jr. is a mm-hmm technically a blues guitarist but he also has background in r&b singing mm. and um he put out an album last year called this land yeah, the title exactly track is kind of angry about you know living in trump country. Trump, trump country he lives in texas and i think his next door neighbor says something to him whose house is this yeah right mm, right yeah. what's he doing here yeah and so he wrote the title track which is a great song and this album is something else they got songs that are almost like kind of punk rock mm-hmm. kind of like uh they got songs that are like kind of reggae, hard rock. Of course, the blues songs with just guitar, just playing the pick on the guitar, the blues. Yeah. But there's this one song on the album, man, called Pearl Cadillac. And this is some just cold duck. This is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And I'm going to share it with you two brothers right now. Let's listen to a little bit of Pearl Cadillac if you haven't heard it already. This is something else. Gary Clark Jr. He's singing and playing lead guitar. Dude, that is so. This gives you chills up your spine. Nice. I saw that uh, he did that on Saturday Night Live. SNL. Okay. Ninety-five percent of the time, I hate the musical artists on Saturday Night Live these days. Oh, but oh I'm my god, you. that just killed me. That yeah. just slayed me, dude. Yeah. I stood up and applauded like nice. in the middle of the middle of the room nice. by myself nice. when I saw that. 
Um, and that's just, I just recommend that album. It's called This Land, and it came this out Land. last year. But all his albums are good. I, ha- I highly recommend Black and Blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, that's a, I want to see him live. I haven't seen him yet. Another cat, have you guys heard of Kamasi Washington? No. He's a saxophone player. Yes. He basically did the whole Pimp a Butterfly album. Yeah. Okay. He's from Compton. He's a young cat who's serious on the jazz. This is a young dude from Compton who can seriously play jazz. I'm talking like bebop. I'm talking like leading orchestras with choirs. Mm-hmm. And he's, he went on tour this past year with Herbie Hancock. But he's a young cat who knows how to put it together. And he's, like I said, he's done most of the recent stuff for Kendrick Lamar. That's why it's so interesting because mm-hmm. he... He kind nice. of he arranges it. He's got that mm-hmm. kind of man. He he could he could play raw, but he could do sheet music. Yeah, cool. And uh, this is just a beautiful cat. Other anyway, he's done some albums. He did a triple album called The Epic, and mm-hmm. that's good, but it's not as accessible as mm-hmm. the latest thing he did. This actually came out in 2018, but I wanted to shout out. It's called Heaven and Earth, and there's two discs. There's Heaven, and then there's Earth, and it's good jazz. But it's not that boring jazz, <laughs> elevator jazz, mm-hmm. and it's originals, and it's catchy, kind of like Kind of Blue, where you're kind of singing the main melody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's listen to a song. What is this called? This is called Street Fighter Moss, and this is off the Earth CD. Nice. Let's listen to some of Kamasi Washington. Check this out. You guys will dig this, too. These are young guys, too, playing this stuff. There's two discs of 
you know, all different kind of music like that, but you get the idea. Right. And it also features guys like there's a bassist. Uh, he actually did a tiny desk concert, Thundercat. I'm yeah. Thundercat. Yeah. 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 He's all, he's all over this album. Yeah, I think he's the bassist on every song. Nice. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So it's just it's just cold and it's really high quality. It's nice. not just like noodly like some jazz, like self indulgent. Right. It's pretty well done. Nice. And I highly recommend. I couldn't recommend anything more. This one came out. Um, like about four or five years ago, but I just wanted to shout it out because I don't think it got as much props as it should have. Mm -hmm. But Black Messiah, the D'Angelo album, the mm -hmm. third one, mm -hmm. the last one he came out yep. with, mm. like I just, I just like I couldn't get it out of my player for I don't know how long. <laughs> and uh, you guys, you got to check it out. I know you know the first album, Brown Sugar, and then what was the next one, Voodoo or something like that, something like that. that. Something yeah. like that. Those are pretty good. They're pretty good. But it's, it's, this is something else. It's just something different. And you know what? Jesse Johnson's on this album and cats Jesse like Johnson. that. Quest, Quest Love? Quest Love. There's mistakes on the album. Yeah. There's flubs, and they leave them in, and you nice. don't hear that ever anymore. Yeah. And it's just really good. It's really syrupy vocals. Yeah. You're not even sure you can understand the lyrics, but it doesn't really matter. Let's listen to a little bit. I don't know what to pick from this album because it's just stellar, the whole thing. But this is called Back to the Future. You can check out the vibe. This is a good example of the kind of loose but beautiful stuff I'm talking about. Uh, Back to the Future by D'Angelo off the Black Messiah album. Smell me? Uh -huh. I smell you. <laughs> what do you mean by that? That's funk. I smell that funk. That's funk with a K. That's right. Um, yeah, man. So you got to check that. I just want to shout that out. One last thing. There was something that was so cool, a great, great meme that I wanted to support and help point out there. Most people saw, even if you don't like the show anymore and you don't watch it, uh, Eddie Murphy recently hosted Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. yeah. and Lizzo, uh, Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo was the musical guest. She was excellent. And I saw after you said, "Okay, I she guess I'm excellent. a Lizzo fan." Yeah, he admits. Yeah. But anyway, it was great. She was great, and so a lot of people I think saw that. Anyway, there was a guitarist on the stage wearing a giant like fur coat. So this is what I want to hype up, and this was beautiful. So what happened was. Um, uh, Lizzo performed and I looked it up because I wasn't sure that was I thought it might have been Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes yeah but it's a woman named Celeste Henderson oh yeah I remember that now yeah right yeah. And she she's actually a vocalist um 
for a group called Ghosts of the Forest. Okay. But I guess she's guitarist for Lizo now or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know a lot about coats, so I can't say what kind of coat it is, but I guess it's furry or frilly. I don't know what to say. Yeah. But it's like a big kind of lion-colored coat. Winter-looking yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what that was, that was a meme that they were shooting out there, and a lot of people picked up on it and retweeted pictures of it. Mm. Um, Sister Rosetta Tharp, um, a really uh, brilliant guitar player who was unsung until 2018 when she was finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Holla. Um, There's a... A video that people have been sharing, I've been seeing it since maybe 2013, Mm -hmm. of Sister Rosetta Tharp uh, performing a song, and she's wearing this coat. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the meme, what they're shouting out to. And what this was, so I looked it up, I wanted to research it. It was um, this performance she did actually when she was elderly, Mm -hmm. because she actually had a big career actually years later, I'm going to talk about in a second, stick a pin in that. Um, they did kind of, it was later in her career when her, she'd kind of lost her shine and wasn't as popular, mm-hmm. but people in England were really bugged out by, uh, African-American artists, you know, like Rolling Stone with mm-hmm. Howling Wolf, insisting right. that Howling Wolf being on their TV show right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they had kind of a festival of like American music appreciation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, sister Rosetta, uh, Tharp sitting in like kind of a theater with all these, uh, white British kids clapping mm-hmm. their hands, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And she's on a stage that's kind of set up almost like Sanford and Son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have, it's very decorated with like rocking chairs mm-hmm. and old like stuff. It looks like the outside of a five and dime. Right. And there's even like an old man like rocking in a chair. Yeah. It's kind of minstrelly to be yeah, honest. Yeah. But, it's, it's, <laughs> but anyway, it's a really great performance. Mm-hmm. And the video, she performs a song called Didn't It Rain. Didn't yeah. It Rain. But actually, there's another song that she performs on the video too. I'm not sure the title. But it's a great example of her guitar playing. Let's listen to just a little bit of her um, performance, uh, the one that I'm referencing that was memed in the Lizzo performance on Saturday Night Live. This is from the exact video with the exact same coat. Let's listen to that. The clapping is way off, by the way. They're kind of fucking it up. <laughs> you say she was in England, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look like college kids in the audience. Oh yeah. So when you see me laughing, laughing just to keep from crying. Chase, my mom. Chase. I'm going down. 
to give him a piece of my mind Because he done me wrong I was gonna ask you, Jay Stone. Yeah. What is the what kind of guitar is that? Um, that she's playing. On on this picture, she's playing like a, a Les Paul. But when right. I watched this video, yeah. she was playing an SG like. Uh, That's what I thought. An SG. Angus I was gonna Young ask you that. From uh, ACDC. Yeah. Right. The same one Angus Young yeah, uses, right? And the same one uh, Santana started off with. Right. Yeah. Right. SG Gibson. Um, so anyway, uh, I wanted what I wanted to share about that is I, I I saw that and I knew that and I was like proud of myself. Right. But I really wanted to check it out, so I looked into it. She was actually signed to Decca Records in 1938. Wow, so that's wow. like a full 30 years before the song we just played, wow. right? Uh. I was I was checking her out the videos of that because they made a nice little documentary for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Dude, she was slick, dude. She was wearing like a nice dress and just like sitting in front of, she played in front of a big band, but was playing electric guitar. Nice. And the tone was very similar to Chuck Berry's tone. Right. Now think about that. When was Chuck Berry active? And I just said 1938. Right. Yeah. Wow, like 30 right. years later. Like, right. This is like, this is crazy. And I, I'm watching the video. I mean, she's playing these, and it's, it's pretty fast licks. Right. There, she's an older lady. She's a little bit sloppier, you know. Right. Oh, pretty good for a woman. Yeah. But on these, she's just ripping up. She's right. ripping up the frets. Right. Wow. And it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. And especially when you consider what time it is, it's almost like futuristic. Yeah. Like, right. it's almost like a time traveler. Right, right. Um, and it must be really annoying if you're a female when you innovate like that and people don't even like notice it until 2018. No. I'm not sure how many years later. Yeah. And uh, I was pretty amazed to check that out. Like uh, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes I inducted her. Yeah. yeah. And she plays similar guitars and is very, yeah. very into her as well. Right. And so I just wanted to shout all that out because I just nice. thought that was beautiful. Nice. With beautiful. Lizzo and what she's doing. Yeah. And just having that guitar. Putting that meme out there, which was actually kind of important, so yeah. I just wanted to support that, you know, yeah. mansplaining and all. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm pretty amazed by her, and uh, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Uh, okay. You guys, do you remember when we asked J Dub if he thinks George Clinton will ever retire, and he just started laughing? Yeah. Well, I saw uh, right now actually when this this uh, episode posts. George Clinton, he's got a show in Petaluma. Right. He's got a show in Berkeley. Yeah. And then he's got a show in Santa Cruz. I seen that. All in February. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right now, coming up. I seen mm -hmm. that. Retirement what? Yeah. I saw no. Richard Lindsay put out a <laughs> tweet. Yeah. like, who's retiring? Yeah. Some retirement tour. No. I saw not. them in Atlanta. I saw him in Atlanta with your brother. I yeah. went with Nat. Okay. And uh, we saw Angelo outside. <laughs> of course, he's so accessible, just hanging outside. Right. And... Uh, they got robbed though, Fishbone. They only did six songs. Yeah, uh, yeah, you talking about that. And they went like second, so I was pretty irritated because they had uh, Chris Dowd up there, and they had all OG. Right. They had right. Fish playing right. drums. All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it was a pretty cool show. Black Rhetoric <laughs> Night was playing, nice. but I knew he wouldn't retire. I just, I just yeah, knew it. He right. can't, he no, can't, can't stop retire. doing it, George nah. Clinton. Anyway, uh, we're gonna get going. I'm gonna give uh, Stymie a lift over to Simon Rochester's house. Shout, shout out to Simon. Um, probably eat all his potato chips and hang out. Maybe take off my shoes, watch some uh, Dolomite on the screen. Does he have a good TV? 
Yeah, he does. <laughs> one I gave him. It's actually one I gave Actually, Simon watches all his shit from the laptop. I actually have to bring him over an old TV of mine, a flat screen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he still he refuses to watch it, though. He still uses his laptop. I said, dude, I gave you a 55-inch flat screen and a Roku, and you still won't use it? Some people got their systems, man. Yeah, Some people got their that's, systems. That's, that's his Simon. You know what? I remember uh, one time, one of the many times I helped uh, Mojo Pal move with right. my truck. Right. One time I was, I was chilling with him and his in-law, because right. he was living in an in-law right. over right. by Ocean Avenue. Right. And he was like, oh, man. He was watching, like, I can't remember if it was a videotape right. or a cass- or maybe a recording. I think it was a video, maybe, of a live stymie show, just some stymie show that was yeah. recorded. Right. And he was all, this song, man. Because he was talking about, he, you know, some, you know he, he was missing some songs, too. Mm. He's all, remember this song? Home. Yeah. Home. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, man. I was when I was listening to songs to prepare for this episode. I came across that, and you know we usually uh, blast one. Of you, you know, we're pretty self-aggrandizing, Jay Stone. Yeah. We usually end with a Funkanauts tune or something. Yeah. But I'm gonna bestow the honor, first time ever. I'm gonna play a stymie tune for uh, a stymie tune for our sign off. And this is home. This is off the album we were talking about before. The secret hits. The secret hits of the Black and Blue Parade. This is home, and we're going to smell you later for episode nine. Goodbye, everybody, and toodles. Holler. Holler. Uh. Yeah. All right. Somebody that was a wrong